Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about why reputational risk management matters. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Jacob Alcott. He's the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for BitSight Technologies. Jacob, pleasure to talk with you again. And to you, Tom. So let's start our conversation with this. How do you define reputational risk management and why is it now so important to organizations? Well, the short story is that reputational risk is the risk of damage to a company's brand and reputation. And of course, there's a lot of ways to cause this, including through cyber attacks and a lot of things that can arise from reputational harm, including financial harm uh, it's caused by you know, loss of business, loss of competitive position, loss of customers, and things like that. So, Jacob, where is the intersection of cybersecurity and reputational risk management? So, I think what we've seen over the last number of years is that cyber attacks can have very serious, very real consequences to an organization and particularly to an organization's reputation and a lot of the risk to an organization's reputation is caught up in how an organization is able to respond uh, to one of these incidents I mean there are callous examples over the years where organizations have suffered serious consequences from a cyber attack they've lost a lot of data and the response, the public response to those incidents has really further damaged the organization's credibility. When you think of some of the problems associated with the response, it's, but it, it can be slow, um, there can be misstatements along the way, ineffective communications between uh, senior executives and the public, senior executives and customers or consumers, uh, senior executives and investors, um, so all of these things are all kind of wrapped up together in an organization's ability to, first of all, avoid an incident uh, from taking place in the beginning. But then if an incident has taken place, how do we kind of contain the loss? Uh, and that's really where you know, managing an organization's reputation comes into play. So you touched on this, Jacob. I want to ask you for some more specifics. Can you offer me some examples of where cyber would impact reputation? Well, sure. So, you know, when we think back to uh, the, the last couple of years about some of these very significant breaches, whether it's, you know, breaches affecting major retailers like Target, breaches affecting big companies like Yahoo, um, when we find out months and years later um, about an incident or about an incident's impact, um, and, and then also find out about some of the organizational responses or lack thereof uh, to some of these things, it really leaves a very uh, bad taste uh, in, in the mouths of a lot of folks. And, and particularly when we think of, uh, of the Yahoo incident, uh, we're sort of reminded that this was an incident that took place you know, a number of years ago. It affected hundreds of millions of accounts, but the timeliness with which that was uh, disclosed and the amount of information that was disclosed was really quite lacking. And the result was that the acquiring company, in this case Verizon, felt like they had to cut the price of their uh, investment uh, in Yahoo because 
quite frankly, the acquisition just wasn't uh, worth the same amount of money to them as it would have been before. Uh, so we can see the the impact uh, that a cyber incident can have on an organization, really on its uh, on, on the organization's bottom line. That often shows up in in uh, some of these reputational issues that we're t- that we're talking about. Oh, that's a terrific example, Jacob. I want to talk to you now about some of the business benefits of using cybersecurity monitoring as part of one's reputational risk management strategy. First of all, talk to me about how you or the the benefit of protecting shareholder value. So in the example that I just gave, you know, when when we think about this this latest example of the of the Yahoo Verizon, you know, M&A incident, really what we're talking about is being able to monitor an organization's cybersecurity performance and then to leverage your performance uh, in an acquisition uh, scenario or to protect your own organization's uh, shareholder value. If I am able to show uh, that my organization is a strong cybersecurity performer over time, that's, that's very good for my shareholders, for my investors. They're more likely to want to invest their money and their resources in my company. Um, and it's the same thing for an organization that is thinking about having an exit event uh, or a liquidity event someday. Uh, they want to be able to show that we have maintained uh, a strong cybersecurity performance over time because we, we can see what happens when that doesn't happen. Uh, we can see that company valuations can, can fall uh, when cybersecurity incidents take place. And so to be able to continuously monitor one's own cybersecurity performance, to be able to measure that performance confidently, to be able to compare one's organization uh, and one's organizational cybersecurity performance to others in their sector is actually critical in protecting your shareholder value and in looking like a strong acquisition target in the months and years ahead. So that's shareholder value. Does that do the same principles apply with company value, or would you differentiate that somewhat? I think it's the uh, I think it's the same thing um, uh, in a, in a lot of respects. I and mean, I think that companies are obviously uh, you know concerned about maintaining their reputation, um, uh, doing business with others, and what we've seen over time is that an organization's ability to positively represent their cybersecurity you know, to their customer base has actually uh, become, become very important um, uh, today. Uh, today, what we're seeing is that more and more uh, organizations are asking for information about their third party's cybersecurity performance, with the idea being that if I have questions or concerns uh, about your cybersecurity performance, you are less likely to get my business. And so for, an organi- for, for any organization today uh, doing business with others, being able to demonstrate strong cybersecurity performance, quantitatively strong cybersecurity performance, is actually very, very important in maintaining corporate value and maintaining business, uh, in growing business, being able to show to not only our own board and our own executives uh, and our own leaders uh, about how well we're doing with respect to cybersecurity, but, be, be, but then being able to, to deliver that same message and communicating that same message to our business associates um, and folks that, that we're entering into business relationships with is critical to winning and maintaining business with those organizations. 
Which speaks to two other benefits I was going to ask you about. One is competitive differentiation, and the other is lowering third-party risk. Sounds like you've covered those both pretty well. So we're definitely seeing, uh, you know, today that, uh, you know, organizations are competing on, uh, on, on so many issues, aside from price. So one of the things that has really emerged as a major issue is, is cybersecurity. And, and one of the reasons for that is that there have been uh, countless examples of third-party cyber breaches. These are breaches that uh, affect a, uh, a first-party organization. They're doing business with you know, dozens or hundreds or sometimes even thousands of different organizations. When a breach, when a data breach affects one of those third parties, it can often have a very negative impact uh, on the first-party organization. This is something that you know, we've learned from cases not only Target, um, but also in examples in the government, Office of Personnel Management is a classic example of a third-party breach that actually affects a first-party organization. And so if you're a business out there today, you absolutely are looking at your supply chain. You're looking at all the different third parties that you're providing uh, data or contracts to. You're also looking at third parties that are directly connecting into your network. Because you're concerned about one of those organizations causing you uh, harm, and, and of course this extends into the broader topic that we've been talking about today, which is the reputational harm uh, that a third-party organization can cause to a first party because of the data breach. So organizations are becoming very vigilant about this, and part of a way of understanding third-party uh, risk is by developing a monitoring program and being able to hold those third-party organizations accountable. So, Jacob, we've talked about the business benefits. Let's bring the CISO's role into this right now. How can the CISO be more involved with reputational risk management strategy? Well, so I think it's such an interesting uh, development. You know, just as we know that the role of the CISO has changed and that more CISOs are, are um, responsible for developing you know, strategies uh, internally and reporting uh, uh, to senior executives and CEOs and the board, so too are they becoming involved in reputational risk management. This was typically thought of as, uh, as, as an issue for a chief risk officer uh, or a COO or even a chief marketing officer or chief communications officer. But now because of the cyber impact uh, on an organization's reputation, uh, the CISO is also becoming involved in those conversations. And so we're seeing a really interesting integration with uh, organizations that were sort of classically responsible for managing reputational risk. Uh, and now the CIO and CISO becoming much more involved. I think it's a great development. Um, it's always great that uh, more folks are involved with cyber risk management in an organization. As you know, Tom, uh, this is not just an area for IT professionals. Uh, everyone has to be involved. It's uh, really an all-hands-on-deck issue. Jacob, final question. Let's talk about BitSight. What are you doing to help organizations to improve their grasp of reputational risk management? Well, organizations are uh, using BitSight uh, not only to look at their own security performance, but being able to benchmark themselves against other organizations in their sector to compare themselves to peers or competitors and to be able to measure their performance over time. It's become a very powerful tool for communicating their commitment to security excellence and also a great competitive differentiator. And I would also say that, you know, as we were speaking about the, the third party issue, 
uh, as that has become um, a, a more important uh, area, uh, organizations are also using BitSight to manage and monitor uh, their third-party risk too. So multiple benefits of, of using BitSight all for the goal of improving the organization's reputational risk management. Jacob, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Take care. We've been talking about reputational risk management, and I've been speaking with Jacob Alcott, the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for BitSight Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.